From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Elise Hammond. And I'm Beth Greenman. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. You might be seeing construction on East State Street soon. We'll tell you about what improvements are coming. And we have the details on a new plan that will bring composting to your curb. It's really great because um, it diverts all that food waste from going into a landfill. Um, and so much of our, uh, our landfills are f- filled with food waste. And um, you can actually utilize that to make something better. Plus, Bell, Elsa, and Superman all in the same place? We'll tell you why. And later, have you ever wondered why students wear jerseys during fests? We'll give you all the details and more coming up right here on The Outlet. A new project on East State Street is underway and is generating a lot of buzz. The project has been nine years in the making and is a result of increased traffic volume in the area. With more on the story, here's the outlet's Beth Greenman. On East State Street, Athens' busiest road, drivers can't go very far without encountering a deep pothole. The holes have been patched in the past, but the problem only grows with time. It seemed like uh, where they patched right next to it, they start cracking like nothing else. Like tear a little bit more if you if you noticed it was cracking beside it and like uh, making potholes. Now it's just a big old mess. That was Joe Rossler. His job has him traveling on East State on a regular basis. And potholes aren't the only problem. There is only a sidewalk on one side, which ends at First National Bank. When making turns, drivers have only one lane to choose from on a high-volume street. City engineer Andrew Stone realized the need for repairs and approached the Athens City Council for funding. For all of our capital improvements, we look for, first and foremost, uh, the need. Um, And we don't simply spend money on infrastructure because somebody wants to, we really have a, to have a need to do it, and that's because there's just simply not enough money to go around. The need certainly exists. East State Street has the second highest amount of traffic in the region on any given day, and as the street stands, it cannot accommodate that volume. That has some pretty detrimental effects on the safety of the road. Uh, I know when we were um, applying for funding several years ago, um, we looked at a period, uh, I want to say in the late 2000s and the early 2010s, um, and uh, we had around 45 crashes in a three-year period on um, the stretch that we're in the, uh, doing the project in, and uh, I would think that it's gone up since then. Many people think it has taken too long for there to be repairs on a street that has caused so many vehicular problems for such a long period of time. However, Andrew sees it all as a cause-and-effect situation. Really, we're kind of a victim of our own success down there in that um, you uh, build uh, an improved corridor with uh, uh, new and more substantial infrastructure, and then you have business development in the area um, that uh, has really turned into a regional uh, shopping destination, not just for the city of Athens, but for all of southeast Ohio. So... 
you know, the growth that comes along with that is something that we have to ultimately cope with, and, and that's what this project does. The project was approved in February, with funding coming from a combination of two federal grants, one state grant, and local dollars. Travelers of East State Street can expect to see new lanes that should ease traffic. The most significant portion of the project is improvements to the interchange itself. And what those improvements entail are um, going from one left turn lane to two left turn lanes uh, as you're traveling westbound on East State Street uh, and then entering US 33 and 50 by turning left. Uh, a second uh, uh, expansion is when you are exiting US 33, um, uh, westbound US 33 to East State Street um, and turning right. Uh, towards the east, that will go from uh, one lane to two lanes. East State Street is also getting new traffic signals, new LED energy-efficient lights for stoplights, a new sidewalk, new paving, and bike lanes. While Joe agrees repairs will be good for the street, he's not sure about the bike lanes. That street seemed like one of the busiest streets to me in Athens altogether, and like, if those bike lanes, it's going to be kind of hectic, I think, trying to get people turned off the, off the road onto their destination. There's something that needs to be done about that street, yes, but I don't know, really think uh, that it needs bike lanes, because there is a bike path less than 100 yards away. Well, you know, Athens is a bike-friendly community. You know, we've been designated as by the uh, League of American Bicyclists as a, as a, as a silver-status bike-friendly community, and... Uh, um, there have been a number of plans over the uh, last 10 to 20 years that have improved bike, bike facilities in and around the city. And, and one of the goals is to add bike lanes when we can to our uh, public rights of way through um, kind of complete streets theory. So we saw this project as an opportunity to do that um, in an area that otherwise isn't particularly bike friendly. The project is currently underway and will be mostly done by the end of summer 2018. There will still be some work through Thanksgiving, but the goal is to have the bulk of the work done by the time Ohio University students move in for the 2018-2019 school year. Nobody likes the delays when construction is happening, but everybody likes to have new and improved roadways. So, you know, certainly during the time of construction, uh, people will be aggravated. Uh, with the orange barrels, but uh, when everything is said and done, um, people will be happy with the product. For The Outlet, I'm Beth Greenman. Athens residents could dispose of compostable waste with their trash and recycling if a proposal is approved by City Council. Outlet reporter Caitlin Coolidge tells us how this plan may help Athens reach its 2020 composting goals. Athens residents may have another bin that could roll to the curbside on trash day. Rural Action and the City of Athens are proposing a composting program. It would allow Athens residents to have their compostable waste collected along with their trash and recycling every week. But first, what is compost? Well, it starts with all the food scraps that aren't eaten. They are scraped off plates, and instead of being thrown away, 
they are separated from trash and recycling. Next, the food is mixed with yard clippings and water in a bin. After that, the food needs time to break down and turn to soil. That can take one to three months, depending on how much soil you want to produce. Finally, the nutrient-rich soil is added to a garden or yard to help vegetables and flowers grow. Meg Little is an Athens resident who composts her food waste to make nutrient-dense soil for her garden. Little says composting has a positive environmental impact if done correctly. It's really great because um, it diverts all that food waste from going to a landfill. Um, and so much of our, uh, our landfills are f filled with food waste. And um, you can actually utilize that to make something better. Composting can not only lower one's environmental impact by reducing the amount of methane that is emitted into the atmosphere, it also encourages the production of beneficial bacteria and fungi that break down organic matter. This bacteria allows plants to grow without adding chemical herbicides and pesticides that can contribute to runoff pollution. More Athens residents may have the opportunity to lower their carbon footprints by composting if this curbside compost service is approved. Andrea Rini from Rural Action says if the proposal is approved, Athens Hawking Recycling Centers will collect compost from 200 to 300 families starting in August. This service will also help Athens reach its zero waste goal. Athens has recently adopted their sustainability action plan and in it um, it says that by 2020 the city will have um, started composting 50% of its organic waste. Um, and right now, only a very small percentage of that is being composted. The compost will be collected for a six-month trial period and picked up the same day as trash and recycling. Once the compost is collected from the curbside, it'll be sent to the Athens Hawking Recycling Centers, where it'll be processed into mulch or fertilizer for people to buy for their yards or flower beds or gardens. And if the trial goes well, the program will be fully launched next March, and Athens will be the second city in Ohio to have a curbside compost service. Although Athens is just one city, many other cities around the world are implementing compost pickup programs in order to reduce the amount of global waste and pollution our planet endures. For The Outlet, I'm Caitlin Coolidge. Athens kids enjoyed meeting their superhero and princess idols at the Superhero and Princess Ball, an event that raised money for Friends of Children's Services. Outlaw reporter Vivian Musa has the story. Superheroes and princesses are gathered in the gym of the Athens Community Center. Tables are set up with colorful balloons and tapestries. Music is playing in the background, and excitement is in the air. Children of all ages, dressed in costumes, walk into the gym with their parents, and immediately, their faces light up. It's clear they are thrilled to be meeting the likes of Belle, Anna, Elsa, and Superman. This is the Superhero and Princess Ball. Kids ranging from only a few months old to early adolescents 
gathered at the Athens Community Center on March 24th. The goal of the event is raising money for Friends of Children's Services, a volunteer organization supporting Athens County Children's Services and local foster kids. Kids run around and get autographs and pictures with their favorite superheroes and princesses. There is a photo booth to capture the magic, raffles, snacks, and even a DJ where the kids can dance with the characters. So, did these princesses and superheroes come all the way to Athens from their castles and enchanted lands? Not exactly. They were actually all volunteers who chose to spend their Saturday at the Superhero and Princess Ball. Freshman at Ohio University, Audrey Bem, says this was an opportunity to give back to the community. I'm in a group called Give at Ohio University that's uh, volunteers abroad, and someone in Give um, told us about it, so we all just signed up to volunteer. So it's just like something to bring the community together. Audrey says the costumes were provided to the volunteers, and all they had to do was show up with a smile on their face. The purpose of the event is clear, when just one of the kids' faces lights up as they get to dance and spend time with their idols. OU freshman Jenna Barrett says the superhero in Princess Ball allows the kids of Athens to come have fun while also benefiting a great cause. Um, I think it's important to bring families together, bring the community together, and the kids are having such a good time. It's just a fun thing for them, and it's fun for us too, I think. Raising over $2,000, it's clear the superhero and princess ball is more than just a fun Saturday for Athens kids. It's an opportunity for the campus and the community to come together while shedding light on an important cause. For the outlet, I'm Vivian Musa. Fest season is a big part of the spring at Ohio University, and whether or not you partake in it, there's not much avoiding it. For instance, if you walk around Athens on any given Fest Saturday, you may ask yourself the same question our own Noah Wolf did. Why is everyone wearing a jersey? Browns, Bengals, Reds, Cavaliers, it doesn't matter what team you wear. What matters when it comes to Ohio University Fest season is that you're wearing a jersey. But why? How do people know that this is the quote-unquote uniform? Andrew Balkovic wore a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey at High Fest a couple weeks ago. You know, I transferred here last year. I, I understood that for Fest season, it's like you got to wear a jersey. And everyone seems to agree with him, including Griffin Ward, who sported a San Diego Padres jersey. On the Fest, you're either expected to wear a jersey or a Hawaiian shirt, so I went with the jersey today. I don't know how that happened, but that's how it happened. But Ward isn't alone there. In fact, out of everyone I talked to, no one knows how it happened. Joe Kiauskas pulled an Oakland Athletics jersey out of his closet for the occasion. Guys, I don't wear jerseys during the week anymore, but Fest is when I break them out, and I honestly have no idea why that is. While the origin story of the jersey during Fest tradition isn't clear, people do have their own ideas about the power of the jersey, including Dawson Wise, who wore a USA basketball jersey. 
When you walk around the Jersey, it's easy to meet people. Someone will say, hello, nice Jersey. I know him. You strike up a nice conversation. Hey, maybe that person's your future wife, your future co-worker. You don't know. So, I mean, hey, it's a nice networking event. This rings true for David Heisel, who donned the iconic New York Yankees pinstripes. Last high fest, I traded a Vince Carter jersey off my back for a Carmelo jersey. And everyone is just so cultured with their jerseys. You're able to do that kind of thing up here. But some, like Luke Westcamp in his Ohio State Buckeyes jersey, do it to represent their team. I chose to wear this jersey because the Buckeyes are the best team in the country and they're going to win a national championship this year. Go Bucks! Westcamp assured me that he didn't see the irony in wearing an Ohio State jersey to a party at Ohio University. He's a student at OSU and, just like everyone else, is following cultural norms. I feel like it's a tradition here, honestly. Uh, everybody does it, so I followed the crowd and did it. That desire to fit in has a strong influence on people's behavior and choices, says Alexandra Beauchamp, a graduate student in experimental psychology. People follow the path of least resistance. So if there is a norm present and, then, and they're aware of it, they will follow whatever that norm is. And festgoers coming up with all kinds of explanations to why they wore a jersey? Beauchamp says that's pretty normal too. People will come up with whatever reason makes the most sense to them for what's causing their behavior, even if that's not necessarily the correct reason, or they're not even aware of what the reason actually is. Remember Dawson Wise's theory about jerseys as a networking tool? Well, according to Beauchamp, he's onto something there. Jerseys also provide a sense of identity. So when you're wearing a jersey, it's usually because you like the team that, that's associated with that jersey. And so if you see someone else wearing that jersey, you, you know something about them, right? You know that they probably like that team, and that can start a conversation. Whether it's conformity, identity, tradition, or something else, festgoers still seem to enjoy it, like Ryan Ganser, who wore a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. I mean, everyone looks good out here in their jersey, so why not? For The Outlet, I'm Noah Wolf. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is co-produced and hosted each week by me, Beth Greenman, and Elise Hammond. We're edited by Atish Baidia, Susan Teppin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos, and Dalton Pritt mixes our show. Subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes, or find us online at wob.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at Outlet underscore WOUB, and Instagram at WOUB underscore Outlet. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.